You are now listening to Wave a Sound. Welcome to episode 55 of Versus Mike History. I'm your host, Michael History. Be sure to like, follow, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you choose to listen. And if we are on your preferred platform, let us know and we'll do our best to change that. For premier access to Versus Mike History content, join our members-only subscription tier on VersusMikeHistory.com. Alright, we're here at the Triple Double Juice Company in East Orange, New Jersey. I'm sitting across from a very creative, intelligent, and um, you know, just a caring guy. And we're gonna get into some good conversation today. But um without further ado, I'll let him introduce himself. So go ahead. What's going on, y'all? Can you hear me? Uh put like the mic in right in front of you. Gotta speak right into the mic. Cool. So um my name is A Black and um a little bit of everything, man. Creative, community man, um, and pretty much just take pride in everything that I do. Um, but, you know, whatever comes to mind, I don't like to hold myself to so many titles. I just try to, like, you know, whatever I feel, you know, I just go ahead and, you know, try to accomplish. Word, word, word. So welcome to the podcast, my G. I appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. All right, let's go ahead and get started. So um, I've known you for a while now, for some years, and... Um, I've known you to be a very creative person, and I kind of want you, I kind of want to start with uh, what you have on your plate right now. So go ahead and talk about your brand. So uh, the Amanda brand is named after my late mother, who, uh, you know, inspired me to just, as far as style goes, man, it started off when I was young and, you know, uh, you know, so when I was a kid, you know, running wild, you know, dirty up your clothes and stuff like that, you mm-hmm. know, used to come in the crib getting screamed at, you know, so um my number one thing or my mom's number one thing is like looking raggedy it's like yo you could you can't be out here looking raggedy especially you my child you can't be out here looking crazy so back then i ain't really cared too much so she always made sure that like yo our fits you have to be clean our fits have to be right so as i've gotten older that was like a number one thing for me i had to look like the freshest person in school i had to be had to be you know i had to always have to step out the box to kind of look like a little bit different so Mm -hmm. It, it came from her, and then it kind of got instilled in me where I fell in love with it. So um, just being creative just kind of just started off just being young, just having, like, a crazy, like, just crazy just, you know, imaginations when it comes to certain things, you know. Like, oh, I've always, like, looked at TV shows and just, like, always inserted myself into certain mm-hmm. cartoons and, like, stuff like that. So I've always just, like, man, that would be super dope if I could do X, Y, and Z. And I was always just trying to bring these type of things from my youth to life now, you know what I mean? So, um, so when I, like, when I wanted to start a brand, it was actually back in high school, but, you know, ball was life at one point, and mm-hmm. my, uh, my focus wasn't necessarily on that. Um, but when ball stopped, and I had to kind of just go back to the drawing boards, figure out exactly what I wanted to do, and that's the first thing that came to mind. That's always been a passion of mine, so... For me, it's just like I've always fell in love with street. Like, I was always in love with streetwear, mm-hmm. you know, when it came to the BBCs, the ice creams, the babes, the, the, the kid robots, the Lamar Dollies, the list goes on, you know. And now, um, as I'm older and kind of just want to restore that feeling, you know what I mean? I want to give some the same people, I just want to give people the same feeling I got when I was in high school, when I bought right. 
the latest BBC or the latest Kid Robot or whatever it was. So for me, it's it's um, it's about clothing and, and giving people that feeling for like whenever they put any of my stuff on, they feel like they're the freshest and the flyest person in the room. Right. But also at the same time, is I want to create like a lifestyle brand as well, where it's just not a T-shirt. It's not just a cool saying or a phrase or a quote that you just put on a T-shirt. It's actually something that you live in. So. Uh, outside of the clothing, I actually want to step out and, and, you know, we're in the communities. We're uh, doing the things that, you know, we're not just slapping on T-shirts. We're actually out here um, trying our best to make the change that, you know, we want to see in the community. Word. That's a beautiful statement. And um, it's really respectable. Mm-hmm. I want to take it back a little bit and talk about um, your upbringing a bit because you spoke about how you knew that you were creative from a very young age. But after a certain point, um, basketball had to take over. So at what point did you know that you had to uh, shift from being a creative to being like, all right, well, you know, like I have to focus on ball right now because it's probably going to open up opportunities for me that, you know, being a creative, would I will have to see like way down the line. Yeah. Um. Man, it's just the bloodline in my family. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like everybody plays ball. And you know, Word. bro, like. I'm six six, tall as yeah. hell. Like people was just like, "Yo, like you playing ball?" There's no right. other, there's no other questions. And fans are bust about it. And I'm not blaming anybody for for stopping me from doing certain things. It's just like all we knew. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like my older brother played ball. Like my older sister played ball. Like I have family members that were very successful in the basketball world. So it wasn't like any type of, it wasn't pressure, but it was just like. Yo, here's a basketball. Go right. ahead. You know what I mean? And don't get me wrong. I, I love basketball still to this day. You know what I mean? I'm, I got a whole Nick gear right yeah. on right now. So but even with that, it's just like, you know, I just, for me, like, I, I got to a point where um, I, I didn't like waking up every single day and especially about the basketball world mm-hmm. as far as, like, someone else controlling my destiny and, like, what yeah. I can do. Like, like, I woke up. When, when I was, like, in my, my heyday playing ball, like, I woke up every single day feeling like mm-hmm. I could drop 30 on anybody. Feeling yeah. like, yo, I should be more successful and being better or in a better position than I am right now. But, you know, when it comes to, to uh, basketball and sports, man, it, it, it all, like, there's mm-hmm. other people that are pulling the strings for you. Yeah. You know what I mean? When it comes to coaches and, and recruitment and stuff like that. So it, it took away the joy from me. You know what I mean? Like, I love just hooping. Mm-hmm. Just going to the park with no rules, no nothing, you know what I mean? And just hooping. Yeah. And unfortunately, when you get to high school and you're thinking about college, like, all of that comes into play. Yeah. When, you, when you're playing ball, you got to consider, like, yo, like, there's a college coach in the stands. I got to perform mm. crazy. You know, like, every single little mistake that, like, it may change somebody's opinion about you. And then, like, scholarships or whatever may be out the window. Mm. So that became the draining thing to where I, like, that became a thing to me where, certain things weren't happening in my favor mm-hmm. as far as like I recruitment wise like it came late like mm-hmm. I, I wasn't really getting recruited until like going into my senior year and that's like late for a lot of people right so I started to pick up like like schools and stuff like that and then unfortunately like three or four games into my senior season I tore my meniscus and sprained my MCL oh, shit and I was out for the season or Lord. for the year you mm-hmm. know what I mean so that put me in a position to where I was like alright so what's next you know what I mean yeah so I went to college to one I went to Virginia University where they were recruiting me at first and then but that kind of like the interest kind of slowed down or, or kind of yeah. went away just because um, of my injury 
because I just started to get their attention at that point. So at the time, I was like, yo, I'm just going to bet on myself and just go and, and, and try and go there and, um, and play. And then I got hurt again mm. <laughs> my freshman year of college. So I was like, all right, bet. So, again, back to the drawing board. So it wasn't even necessarily like – too much of a conversation I had to do with myself. You know what I mean? It was just like, yo, this is what I love to do. Like, I right. love just, like, going to my laptop, making graphics, mm-hmm. coming up with different designs or certain things, and it's just, like, no one can control me. And as far as, like, being creative, like, you know, even with you and your platform, and, you right. know, like, nobody can tell you what to do. You know exactly. what I mean? If you want to interview whoever, you, however you want to do it, you know what I mean? So I like that freedom. I like just getting up, doing the things that I want to do and create what I want to create, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? So... That's what I fell in love with the most. And now I'm kind of like a person where I like, I hate being told what to do creatively. Like nobody yeah. can tell, like Trust somebody me, tell, yeah. I definitely know where you're coming from. Bro, <laughs> it's, it's like it's like handcuffs or like being handicapped, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. And um, so it's just like, for me, I, I, that's what I fell in love with the most. And like, and, and also just, it's so many layers to being creative as well. You know what I mean? Like every single day that you're working on something, you're tapping into something new. Like you, you're perfecting your craft each day and every day. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So as I'm going along, I'm learning more things. So, 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 so as far as my upbringing, it's just like it was strictly basketball. So mm-hmm. when it came to being creative, like my family knew that I like drawing and stuff like that, but it wasn't necessarily a thing that they were too familiar of. So it wasn't yeah. like they knew a person that can put me to some art camp or creative whatever yeah, exactly whatever. like it was basketball like mm-hmm. I, they know where i could go to go to basketball camp or a mm-hmm. basketball team you know what i mean so it's all about the resources and stuff so that's it was like a lack of resources growing up that i didn't necessarily know that now 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 that i'm older i know how to like do my research and do certain things to kind of like perfect my craft and uh you know master my skills word did um did basketball well okay let me rephrase this um, how did, or if it, if at all, did uh, basketball influence your creativity and vice versa? Well, um, any situation I go through, I try to like dissect it and kind of pick the good and bad from everything. Mm-hmm. So definitely, I think what the, my basketball, my very short-lived basketball career mm-hmm. uh, taught me, uh, as far as being creative, it's just like yo, just like always go hard, like right. always go for it, and what. Like I just, you know, talked about, it's just like not having the freedom of creativity to do what I wanted. Like mm-hmm. if I go to the park and play ball, I can shoot for 40. Word. I can throw it <laughs> off the backboard and do, obviously yeah. people on my team probably going to scream at me, right. but <laughs> I have the freedom to do that. You know what I yeah. mean? If I want to. So now I'm just like, yo, like gloves are off. You know, I could do whatever I want. So when it comes to the basketball, like I didn't have that freedom. So I try to, you know, use it now. Now I feel like free, you know what I mean? To do whatever I want. And also like. Um, my like basketball career taught me to like you know t- like take every opportunity and just go the craziest you can at it like just go crazy hard and, and, and just do your best you know what I mean and like mm-hmm. and what I've learned is just like I know a lot of like I know I got a few homies that's in the NBA a few like bad homies that played high division one basketball mm-hmm. and it's all about opportunities and like you know and, and you know it's all about opportunities and putting yourself out there. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, and, and making certain master moves to put yourself in position to flourish. So, um, so my basketball career definitely taught me how to just, just kind of just go hard and, 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 you know, and just, you know, have the freedom just to do whatever I want. Word. Cool. Um, 
Okay. So let's fast forward and talk about, not necessarily fast forward, but let's talk about the beginning of the Amanda brand and um, the process it has taken to get to this point. Because for every creative, there's always a point where um, you hit like a creative slump and you just, you know, you don't know what direction you want to move into or you don't know if you want to like scrap this and start something new or go all in and you know, take however much time you need to to put out that perfect project versus, you know, just taking that big leap forward. So for you, um, what was that point of, like, realization for your brand that you knew that you was hitting a stride design-wise? Well, I started, I actually started my first brand back in, like, 2012, 2013. Mm -hmm. I don't even want to say my name out loud. It's terrible. (laughs) It was called the Wild Clothing. I don't know why. Don't ask me why. I don't Mm -hmm. even know what it even meant. I don't know. I was just like, that was the name of the clothing. It'd be like that. Right. So very 19, 18, 19 year old-ish type stuff. So um, so I started then and I dropped three t-shirts. I wish I remember the date. I remember dates and stuff of everything. But it was the summer of 2013. And I had a I had a really good run. I want to say I sold about like ninety t shirts in about about like a few weeks. And mm-hmm. like I had like people on like Vine, like Vine influencers and stuff yeah. like that at the time wearing it. So that was good. And then I like hit a slump yeah. <laughs> after that. You know what I mean? <laughs> Try to drop because like I dropped one other like drop, and I didn't but. As far as like marketing and everything like that, I didn't do. I just literally just like one day, just like yo here, like you can, whatever. And I didn't even like really take it too seriously. And then from there, um, I kind of just sat back and I actually looked at the the, the t shirt designs that I first dropped, mm-hmm. and I was like, yo, I don't even really like this joint. Like I don't like I wouldn't even rock it myself. I just made it just because I thought that I know that other people would like it. Yeah, you know what I mean. I knew that it was sell for others. And it's just like that was for me for so many years creating for other people. Yo, oh, what do these people like? What do these people like? What's yo, the hottest trend? Yo, it, it was so corny for me because it was just like one of the t-shirt designs was like like somebody passing somebody else a blunt. I'm like, bro, mm-hmm. I don't even smoke. Like, yeah. why am I creating this t-shirt? Like, I'm just like, yo, Word. like, why am I doing this? And the other one was Cloud Nine, obviously another like mm-hmm. high reference. I'm like, bro, I don't even smoke. So it's just like. Out of those three T-shirts, there's only one T-shirt that I really like. It's called Death from Versace. Mm-hmm. So it had like the Medusa head cut, like cut off with like roses and stuff, which was dope. Like, mm-hmm. and I still I have some designs in the vault where it's like a part two to that that have like a little bit of a remix that's pretty dope. But the other two, I'm like, bro, this has nothing to do with me, like at <laughs> all. I'm like, I knew it was. Sad. How did we get here? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and this one particular influencer, she's still like very popular now, and. She hit me and she was just like, yo, like she said something about weed. Like we had a conversation and she's mentioned something about weed. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what you're talking about. Like it was some type of like whatever. I'm like, and she's like, oh, like well, she's like, wow, you're creating things that you don't even know about. I'm like, bro, like I don't even know. Like uh, she caught me. I'm like, yeah. All right, you got it. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that was cool. But like that was a, that was a, like a proper like check, like checking point where like I got checked for that and I'm like yeah nah I can't do that you know what I mean and yeah. like she's still flourishing and shit like prop, props to her and I and, and like I always think about that she pulled your card you Yo, was like nah pulled my card crazy and the <laughs> thing was like to be honest with you like 
I'm like, I'm trying to like, you know what I mean? Like I see, like I see her doing her thing, so I'm like, I right, bet, like, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? But also, she's like, I found her very cute, and it was an yeah. opportunity. I was like, all right, cool. Like I'm trying to like <laughs> holler at her a little bit, but it was just like, uh, when she pulled that card, I'm like, oh yeah, nah, like. You know what I mean? I, I mm-hmm. felt like a goofy at that point, so I was like, "I bet." So that, I always Word. think about that moment, like, mm-hmm. "Yeah, nah, I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna go out like that. I gotta actually make shit that's like a, a reflection of me." So when it comes to creating that, like now, like all of this shit is like a reflection of me. Like every, like a, like a few, like the greatest compliments I've received so far is just like, like yo, like this shit is like really like when I see these, like your designs and the things that you're doing, this is you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like. Colorful colors, like cool shit that you can match match with, and everything like that. Like, so for me, it's just like, like everything that I create has to be true to me, mm-hmm. and I'm just not gonna put it out. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So it just has to be a reflection of me, like first. So, word. Yeah. Okay, so I want to talk about 2020 a little bit because it was a wild year, obviously, Extremely. for many reasons. Extremely. Um. But for you, we saw you put together a nice event, which we'll get to later on. And you also put out some merch. Yeah. And um, in the in the time where people were not going outside, so people not really buying new clothes like that. Um, talk to me about that process in terms of putting together the project and then, um, you know, the reception of it. Yeah. Um, so for the... Um, I did like a logo T, my first drop. Um, it was more of a pre-order type of situation, mm-hmm. and uh, but we all sold out before the actual release date, um, which was dope. It was a lot of support and everything. Um, but the the last two drops I've done was ironically inspired by the fact that we were stuck in the house and we couldn't mm-hmm. be outside. Like the, the, the second T I dropped was like called like Amanda's Creamery mm-hmm. as far as like an ice cream shop and shit like that. So I'm just like, yo, when I was sitting in the crib, I'm just thinking like, yo, bro, where are the places that I wish I was like, where I could do right now? Like, what I, like, I love to eat food. I like to like, whatever, whatever. So it's just like, these are the things that I can't have access to. So like for me, I just want to drop something fun. Mm-hmm. Um, so the Creamery joint that I dropped, it was just like super fun tea that, you know, I just wanted to kind of release and I, I thought it was pretty dope. And then, um, we sold out of that in like an eight-hour span. Um, dope. And, dope. And it was just like, it was so much love, man, um, I, which I was very nervous about because that was my first drop in about like six, six, seven years. So a lot of people was just That's like. That's huge. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was, it was like, it, was, it meant the world to me. So when I seen that, and I was just like, man, I didn't even know what I really had. And I just thought that like people would just be like, all right, like whatever, mm-hmm. I'm going to get to it when I get to it. So that did really well. And then the third T-shirt that I did, it was a long sleeve. It was Amanda's Pub. Like, I like bars and stuff like that. So that was the same thing where I was like, man, I wish I was at a bar right now. Like, mm-hmm. I wish I could go to one. So I have other ones in, in play where they kind of just like a spin off of different like establishments and like food spots and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't, yeah, but like my next one you know, I'm working on is... Um, actually for like a food spot that it's a, it's a, I don't want to say the name yet cause it's still, it's, it's, it's still, it's still an idea. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's nothing necessarily confirmed. It's just an idea, but I'm in talks with a uh, restaurant right now of like creating like a mini menu for like an extended period of time, like a limited Very time cool. to, uh, provide like my own type of taste of like, you know, just coming up with a sandwich or a certain meal package or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I can, um, have it there and, um, 
And yeah, so again, like I don't I don't want to say anything just yet, but mm-hmm. um, definitely like when that comes together, definitely that'll be something that I'll announce and put out to the universe. But but yeah, um, those are just the things that I'm really passionate about. Like I like ice cream and, and mm-hmm. bars and food and all that type of stuff. So again, I just want everything that I create to be a reflection of who I am. And um, I'm just appreciative and like um, that everyone like, not everyone, but people actually enjoy it and like it. And people are still supporting it. Definitely. Um, <clears throat> so let's talk about the creative people behind the scenes a little bit. Um, I want to talk about like, because whenever I have creatives on, I, I like to talk about people's teams and like kind of like the unsung heroes behind the scenes who like do the work, but, you know, aren't necessarily celebritized because we always have we always celebritize the the artist or the fashion designer or, you know, the movie star. But yeah, we never. It, yeah. yeah. So I want to talk about your team behind the scenes and, you know, how they play a part in, you know, the image coming together the way you want it to. Yeah. Um, big salute. Big shout out to my brother, Ameka. Mm-hmm. Um, his name is Ameka Okoloji. He's from Brooklyn. Um, he's been like one of my best friends ever since about sixth grade, sixth, seventh grade. Um, he is just dope, a human being, man, a, a dope dude. That's like a person I could like definitely consider my brother. And he helps me out with everything, you know what I mean? When it comes to creative directions and stuff, like, yeah, like, you know, um, when it comes to designing and stuff, yeah, that's my stuff. But he helps me with everything when it comes to products, mm-hmm. like, like just t-shirts as far as material and like stuff like that as far as like the weight of t-shirts that we want to use like mm-hmm. all the lo- like the logistics and all the background stuff he helps me with and take care of you know what i mean when it comes to certain venues i'm like i bet bro here's a mood board that i want to have for the next shoot and he's like i right, boom like here's x y and z different spots that we could possibly use you know what i mean he's he's shooting me different models and different things that we can use or who who we can use and different resources so and he's shooting me ideas left and right all mm-hmm. the time. So that's that's my right hand man in this whole process, and that's my guy. And um, shout out to Emeka, man. Um, he, he's he's super dope. Um, and when it comes to uh, kind of like the nonprofit stuff that I've been doing and all the community work, um, Jasmine Holder, she is another phenomenal human being that helps me out with a lot of the background stuff. Same mm-hmm. situation. It's just like whenever I have her off the top, like crazy idea whatever mm-hmm. she helps me and then she also is a photographer for the stuff that I do as well right so on the creative side for the brand she helps me out a lot and also um with all of the community work that I'm doing as well like she is it's like 50 50 like right. half and half um and that's my other right my right hand woman mm-hmm. um in the whole process of that so right. um those are the two individuals right now that uh Cause it's not like we're we're um like we're not doing like mass production or anything like that, right. so it's not too many people involved. Mm-hmm. But those are the two individuals that I would definitely like salute to, and like I wouldn't be able to do any of the stuff that I'm doing without them. Definitely, sure. shout out to them. Yeah, for sure. Um, let's talk about your community work a little bit more for a second, just because um we haven't talked about it at all, and I want to speak about how important it is to give back to like to to give back to areas that um, are in need and, you know, give back to areas that you come from? So, uh, just quick background. Like, I'm originally from Patterson, Patterson, New Jersey. So, um, very fortunate to be able to go from there and then moving to Montclair at a very young age. 
So with that, like, my roots and everything is still in Patterson. And growing up, it was still in Patterson. I used to go to Patterson a lot. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So, you know, there is, if anybody knows the difference of the two cities, it's major polar, difference. Polar opposites. <laughs> night you know and day, what I mean? Like, night and day, black and white, literally black and white. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So, um, so I, I see as I'm getting older, um, I'm starting to realize and kind of think about the times that I kind of grew up in and like, and like the areas and the people that I've known. So like there are a lot of people that I know from Montclair that mm-hmm. are making a lot of moves. And there are some people in Patterson that I know that have like, you know, don't necessarily have the resources that a person from Montclair may have, uh, may have. Mm-hmm. And it's all about resource or like resources and networking and stuff like that. That's what I realized. Absolutely. So, from that, like, I just want to provide Patterson with the same exact opportunities. You know what I mean? Like, going to school in Montclair, I could sit here, any type of occupation or any type of job that you could possibly think of right now, I mm-hmm. can, like, seriously sit here and be like, yo, I went to a, I went to school with a dude that does that right now. Mm-hmm. Like, yo, fashion designer, boom, right over here. Photographer, boom. Model, boom. Like, I mm-hmm. went to school with so many different people in Montclair. So, me being, building those relationships... If I was in need of any of that, or had need to do any background work or whatever, like I, I can, I know who to call. Right. But for Patterson, a lot of people aren't blessed with those same opportunities and it's, those same type of resources. So for now, like, I think the things that I'm doing right now is just a band aid for right now. Like, there's a cut, there's a bruise, there's whatever, whatever you may need, but it's just a band aid to stop the bleeding for right now. Mm-hmm. But I actually want to go straight into it and actually. Um, do more work within the community. I feel like this is just scratching the surface as far as like the drives and stuff that like I only did one drive so far and I've been helping out. Shout out to the Black Lives Matter group and then Patterson and like whatever they need anything, I try to help mm-hmm. them as much as possible. We organized um, a march on uh, July 4th last year. So for me, like I just want to like for the next generation to provide kids with as much opportunities as possible. Definitely. You know what I mean? To give them the same joy that, you know, that I experienced or the people that I know around in Montclair that got, and it's like, it's not fair for kids or the youth because they don't understand why. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, they see, especially the power of social media now, they may hop on TikTok or whatever, and they can see kids doing X, Y, and Z, and they don't right. have those same resources and the equipment or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. So, I'm working on um, doing a block party um, the day after Juneteenth. Mm-hmm. Um, on June 20th um, at the skate park in Patterson. So to give... Very cool. To- uh, toys, like just strictly like a toy drive or like a, you know, for, you know, to give back, like just skateboards, basketballs and stuff like that to kids to play with uh, during the summer to keep them uh, occupied. So, um, but yeah, that's that's my number one thing is definitely the youth and me having history working with kids um, over the last like about six years. Um it just always just been a passion of mine, so I just want to bring that to where I'm from. That's awesome. That's awesome to hear. <clears throat> and you spoke about you putting together a uh, block party uh, the day after Juneteenth, so I feel like we could go ahead and get into a little bit of that right now because that caused quite the stir uh, <laughs> in Jersey last year, and I yeah. know people are already talking about it for this year, so yeah. we're looking, we looking at a... Uh, a very hectic summer. Yeah. And um it's, it's gonna be a very good one. I, I think so. Yeah. So let's let's talk about how that let's talk about how that cookout came together. Well, man, so this is the date though I do uh, that I do remember. It was June 
I think it was like June 6th or 5th or something like that. Idea came on the top of my head. You know what I mean? Like, we're, we're heading to marches. We're, we're protesting for all the wild, wicked shit that we've been going through mm-hmm. um, as a black community. Um, I mean, obviously for forever, but it kind of hit like a peak. Um, definitely the top of 2020. So I felt like, you know, I just wanted to give a balance. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm going out here. I'm, I'm stepping on the marches, and we're protesting, and we're, we're making our posts. We're expressing our frustration. And I felt like we woke up every single day, like, in very dark places. You know what I mean? Like, very Definitely. dark. So, like, for me, it's just like I was tired of waking up with that same feeling, and it wasn't going anywhere. It was like that feeling and that darkness wasn't going anywhere. We were just very upset. So I think now, um, or e- even then, I had the idea, my yo, like we're doing all of this marching and we do, like we're super upset. We just need a balance. We need some type of fresh air, of just like yeah. just to breathe a little bit and just have a good time. So I came up with the idea, my yo, like like why can't we just go and celebrate Juneteenth? We never celebrate Juneteenth. Never. Like, <laughs> Literally there never. Is a, there is a million and one cookouts on 4th of July, a holiday that's not represented in, in, that's meant for us. We celebrate that with our American flags. But I'm like, yo, but we skip over Juneteenth every single year. And the craziest part about that is that, um, like last year we saw a bunch of people like get off of work for Juneteenth. Yeah. And it was like, yo, why haven't we been doing this every, every single year? year. Yeah, every like, single year. And like, thank God New Jersey passed the bill where it's just like, yeah. it's, a, it's Na- a national state holiday. holiday a state holiday, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just like, so for that, like, shout out to um, DJ Flygerian. Shout out to Showcase. Shout out to uh, Shadi. Um, I'm trying to think. Shout out to my homies over in Brown Mill. Um, like, every single individual I just named, like, I came up with the idea. I reached out to uh, Flygerian. I, uh, I reached out to Showcase because we were doing IG Live, different events and stuff yeah. like that. We were doing like DJ battles and stuff. Yeah. So around that time, so I just hit them up. I'm like, yo, bro, let's do something for Juneteenth. Like, like we got to do that. Like, and, and it was only like it's a very week, necessary, like yeah. a week and a half away mm-hmm. because I came up, I came to them, I think on like the 6th of June. And I remember you asked on social media, you was like, yo, if I had a Juneteenth cookout, would y'all come? Yeah. Niggas like, like, hell oh, yeah. yeah. We've been in the house for months. Like, yo, get so, me out of the crib, please. Yo, it was like, it was the craziest, like, it just happened all, it came together like so crazy. So I'm just going to like break it down to you from like the first day. So I think on the mm-hmm. like, on the fifth or the sixth, I reached out to them about it. On the, like, I came up with a flyer, mad quick. Mm-hmm. If you look at the flyer, <laughs> not too much going on. You know yeah. what I mean? I even, not, even though, even though that logo with the te- the, lo- the logos that came on the tees yeah. that y'all was selling, Show- Showcase did that. Shout out right. to Showcase. Mm-hmm. He did that logo. He he's like a ma- like I do my graphics, but he's yeah. on some whatever, whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's on a different <laughs> level to it. But he came up with that. Mm-hmm. But the flyer that you see, like whatever, like I literally went to Google. Found like an Afro Sheen, like Afro Sheen, uh, old ad, scrapped that joint and put Juneteenth, all the information on there, and boom. Like, and I dropped it on the ninth. So we talked about it on the Mm -hmm. fifth or sixth. We dropped the fly on the ninth and went crazy. So, first of all, I anticipated maybe like 100 people, maybe like 50 or 100. I don't have a large platform. I'm not like a famous dude that's like an influence or whatever. Yeah. Like, I'm all thinking of like, I bet, like, there's going to be a few people that see it. I'm like, all right, cool, that'd be or, cool. Like, I'm all thinking like you, like uh-huh. the, the local homies. Yeah, yeah, or, like, right, man, <laughs> like, bro, as, as soon as I dropped it, mm-hmm. like, 
the likes and the shares were going crazy. crazy. I'm like, bro, like, and I kept on hitting them. I'm like, yo, bro, like, after the first day, I'm just like, yo, bro, we got like a thousand shares already. Like, what's going on? Like, how are we going to do this? Right yeah, now? we're. So, again, like, we were going to literally, mm-hmm. they want to like bring one speaker, mm-hmm. put their little tables set up right there, yeah. and it was like, it's going to do that. Yeah. And then we seen the numbers kept on going up. Two days later, like, you got bro. called call the spot. Yo, I need four <laughs> extra large mega speakers. Yo, like two or three days later, I'm like, yo, I need bro. I'm like, yo, bro, food, bro. It's like three thousand shares right now. What we gonna do, son? We gotta, gotta do call something. Jersey City PD, bro. So <laughs> this is a thing, though, right? I called Liberty State Park mm-hmm. and I said, yo, I. So what is like? Mm-hmm. Starts, the start going crazy. I'm like, all right, what is like the capacity as far as the events? Mm-hmm. They say, yo. Only twenty five people can be within a six a six feet, whatever. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I hit the uh, like I hit the homies. I'm like, bro, I don't know how this shit gonna work. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. like yo, we got like two thousand shares, and they're saying twenty five people. How how are we gonna manage that shit? Mm-hmm. So, but the, when I called them, I called them as a random yeah. phone call. They don't know who is on the phone right now. Right. I get a call from them. How? Who had my number? I don't know. But I get a call from them mm-hmm. thinking it's like a job interview or something. Yeah. I'm all like, who's calling me? And then he's like, yeah, this is Liberty State Park. And I was like, oh, shit. And it was mm-hmm. like, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like, like, yeah. Um, are you planning a, a Juneteenth event here? And I'm like, hey, man, I'm going to keep it real with you. Like, I didn't even expect the shares. Like, mm-hmm. it got shared so much that it got back to yeah. Liberty State Park. Yeah, that's wild. So I'm just like, yeah. That's funny. I'm just like, yeah. Uh, yeah, like, yeah, I was playing on it. I was going to have a few of my homies come, but, like, I ain't expected to get shared like that. And I'm mm-hmm. like, yo, I didn't I didn't necessarily put in consideration the power of social media and how you could share it. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, yo, honestly, it was just amongst me and my friends, and then people just started sharing it. It was like, yeah, we understand. So they were just super cool about it. Mm-hmm. And shout out to Liberty State Park. They've they, been they, working. You know what's crazy? They are probably like, all right, well, he's probably just going to come with his – he's probably just – had a viral post and a couple of his friends will show up. Yo, and that's the thing. So they kept on like, I so like from that point, I want to say that was probably like a week before Juneteenth, mm-hmm. probably by like, probably like five days before Juneteenth, right? Mm-hmm. And so I remember we kept on having phone calls, and I remember like probably like three days mm-hmm. later, like a few conversations later, they're like, "Yo, bro, like, how, can you give us like a ballpark number on who you how many expecting?" I'm like, "Bro." At this point, we got like a total between Twitter and IG. We got like five thousand shares and retweets and impressions mm-hmm. or what? Like the impressions were crazy. I think the impressions is like seventy thousand. I'm mm-hmm. like seventy thousand people in the world or whoever seen this post. So I'm like, bro, I don't know. Very I don't crazy. know. How, I don't throw events. And the, cra- and the crazy thing, my bad for cutting you off, is uh, the crazy thing about sharing certain posts on social media is that if it picks up. If it gets popular, like yeah. if a lot, p- bunch of people see it, the algorithm will push it to more people. Yeah. So it's like, it don't, it like if a bunch of people like it, they'll just all right. Well, we'll just open it up to a larger Bro, demographic. I, I I was getting I was getting mentions from like on Twitter and people mm-hmm. were retweeting it. Like people, I remember somebody from New Orleans because I, I I didn't know, <laughs> I didn't know. So, so it's like somebody's like, girl, I wish we could go such and such or whatever, right? They, like they tag somebody and I click their profile and their location was like New Orleans. I'm like, New Orleans? I'm like, how'd I get to New Orleans? So I'm just like, bruh, like mm-hmm. how? Yeah. How, how, how? So 
They ask me like, can you give me a ballpark number? I'm like, bro, here's the amount of shares and stuff. I don't know what you want to do with that information, but there it go. Mm-hmm. There you go. <laughs> there you then, go. Then it was like, okay, cool. So the day of Juneteenth, mm-hmm. I get to the park at nine thirty. Yeah. First person at the park. So I I get there to meet with the the cop. Mm-hmm. They're gonna go over everything that we're talking about. How they're going to view this whole thing. Yeah. So they're like, all right, we're going to stay out the way. Mm-hmm. We're just going to just be driving around on the track, but we're not going to go onto the field where you guys are at. We're going to right. let y'all do your thing. Mm-hmm. So I was like, perfect, cool. Right. So 10, 10 30 comes around, right? Mm-hmm. I'm calling the homies, like, all right, we are at the side third. People showing up late, you know, CPT yeah. time, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, whatever. So, boom. 10.30 comes around. I'm getting nervous, bro. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yo, bro. Like, yeah, like butterflies. I'm like, yo, I start drinking at like 10.30, bro. Henny. At 10.30, bro. Like, yo, what am I doing? Like, I'm <laughs> nervous because I'm like, yo, bro, I don't know yeah. if it's going to be 3 billion people or mm-hmm. like 5. Like, yeah. I, don't know the, I don't know the amount of people. So, so my homies start uh, coming. I'm helping with tables. I'm helping with this, helping with that. So as I'm doing this stuff, I'm sipping so I don't get, I'm not nervous anymore. Yeah. Bro, so I'm in like, like bummy clothes just to set up. Yeah. Bro, I, I, I get my clothes. Around this time, it's probably like 1, one mm-hmm. Probably like 2. I go to my car. I get my clothes. Mm-hmm. I get my clothes. I go to the bathroom. I change. Bro. Before I go to get changed, right? I'm greeting people, right? There's like yeah. a few people, people I never even seen before, bro. Mm-hmm. They're like, yo, um, this is the Juneteenth. Uh, I'm like, oh shit. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, welcome to Santa Third, right? Cool. I go to the bathroom, I change. I want to say it was about 100 people just like in the area, right? I go, I change five, 10 minutes, mm-hmm. come back on out. Bro, it's like a thousand people, bro. Like in, like in the, no, in the field, right? And yeah. then there are trails of people coming yeah. from different directions. I'm yeah, looking wow. like, bro, what have we done? It's crazy because you couldn't even like, there wasn't even a clear like, is this the center of the event? Yo, like, like where, like where am I going? Where I'm gonna see everybody? Yo, because, yo, yeah. that that was the thing. So like now, like. We know what to expect this year. It's gonna be way. It's gonna be a lot more polished. It's gonna be a map. There's gonna mm-hmm. be signs. It's gonna be all that stuff. But then we didn't know. Yeah. Literally did not know. So when I get out the bathroom, I am on twelve, not ten. That's I'm on twelve right now. Mm-hmm. I'm off the charts. I'm just like yo. So it was just a great time, man. Like I was, I was, I was very drunk. I think everybody needed that type of like joy. Like I Most felt like that energy was just unmatched. Definitely unmatched, and yeah. So, so um, yeah. Like we ended up having the park told us we had roughly over like five thousand people there at the park. So this year, how many? Twelve thousand? Ten? No, oh. five, five, five. Oh, five, five. five. They, My they, bad, I misheard. They, 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 they told me five thousand. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, yeah, because we had three parking lots filled, and the yeah. three parking lots is like. 1,200 cars here, 900 cars here, 200 cars here. We had all of those parking lots filled. Word. So they just did the math and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, it's about 5,000 people we had last year. And this year um, we're working on it again. 
but now this year it's uh you know COVID restrictions are still out there because even then last year we didn't know what to expect but now they know what to expect yeah now this stuff that um i have a, a meeting with them um coming up this week another meeting uh we had meetings every you know throughout the year and now um right before we uh submitted to the state to for it to get approved by phil murphy so i i can't guarantee anything mm-hmm. just yet but um it's looking good it, it's looking great it's right. looking great <laughs> but yeah um so yeah definitely um just check out like the amanda brands uh instagram abandoned brand official um instagram um, and then we'll have updates and everything and, and throw out the flyer. I, the, look, the flyer, the the rules, the regulations, yeah. all of that stuff, locked and loaded, had the flyer ready. It's just all Very about dope. Get, having it approved. And, um, yeah, just waiting for uh, Phil Murphy's to give us a, a yes or no. And then uh, and I'll let the world know. I'll let everyone know about it. Word, word, word. Very cool. All right, brother. This has been a very, very dope conversation. <laughs> I appreciate it. Um, I guess for the for the last piece of this part, uh, this talk, let's just talk about what you have in store for the future. You know, um, you know, what do you see yourself doing in the near future? Well, like even now, like I try. I'm going to try my best to um, do absolutely everything I love and all the ideas that come to mind like mm-hmm. as much as possible you right. know what I mean like even earlier today I'm like driving down a, down the road and I'm having ideas about creating a cartoon like just like anything that I want to create right. but as far as like the brand I just want to continue to grow um, I just want to still give uh, continue to give people good product to people that can really enjoy it I don't want to get lazy with it Definitely. I just throw anything out there I just want to um, take pride in that give uh, people good product and grow as that um, as far as the clothing and the products um, and also just creating um, opportunities for other people when it comes to um, any type of community work that we're doing, you know what I mean? When it comes to financial um, stabilities or, um, you know, job opportunities and whatever, you know what I mean? I'm trying to get in there and actually create the change that we all want to see. We complain Most about definitely. it, we Most talk definitely. about it, but I just want to be about it when it comes to that type of stuff. And uh um, Juneteenth is definitely going to be an uh, annual thing. You know what I mean? When, when it comes to this year, we just have to wait for approval. Word. But the park is on board as far as making that uh, a yearly thing. Um, and it's going to happen every single year. And, um, and yeah, I, I just want to continue to, uh, you know, giving people dope product and, uh, you know, anything that people can enjoy, you know. So. For sure, for sure. All right. <clears throat> well, I appreciate you sitting down with me. This has been a very cool conversation. Um, go ahead. You can go ahead and plug in your social media for your brand and for yourself. Okay. So for my personal, it is a black no food. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know what. Look, I was hungry when I made that name, so it was very random. <laughs> it was bad random. That's funny. Yeah. So Zay Black No Food is my uh, personal um, Instagram, and then my uh, brand's Instagram page is Amanda Brand Official at Amanda Brand Official on Instagram. Um, and the Amanda brand on uh, Twitter. So, um, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I appreciate you for having me, bro. No doubt, for no sure. doubt. Thank you. And as always, you can find the podcast on on Twitter at vs Mike History, and on Instagram at versus Mike History, and on the fan base app at versus Mike History. You can find me on Twitter at Mike History and on Instagram at Last Name History. And as always. Go to versusmikehistory.com for everything versus my history related. And I will see you guys 
next time. Peace.